What's up? Welcome back to the No Mongo Podcast. We're on episode number 12. Thanks for joining me. If you're new, welcome to the show. If you're an OG original gangsta, thanks for the support. My name's Rick Beta, and if you don't know, I, I strongly advise you from pushing Mongo. Uh, it's part of the whole reason I launched this podcast. It has nothing to do with my over you know three decades of just absolute worship for the sport. You know, it's mainly I was like, I need to help people eliminate pushing Mongo in their in their life. So that's why I'm here. I'm here for you. You can follow along at tw- on Twitter and Instagram at Rick Beta. That's R I C K B A T A. And I also got an email too. You can email the show, no mongo podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's good to have you. Good to be back. A lot of great topics to cover, of course, every week. And I always make a list, you know, before you know, I jump on the mic of what I want to cover, what I want to talk about. And all throughout the week, you know, I think of stuff too. But on Thursday, May 9th, it dawned on me, I saw a post, I can't remember where I saw it, <clears throat> excuse me, but I wanted to start off, it's the 10th anniversary of Tim Brosh's passing, and that, it just had to be rather timely, I'm going to start with that topic, I mean, 10 years since we lost Tim Brosh, and I consider him probably, he was probably one of the most humble, cool, down-to-earth pros, and even humans, you know, on, on the planet that we had. And, and yeah, also, he was a, a damn good skater, but, and a fast one, too. A really fast one. I mean, that's that's what always stood out to me is, is just, he was so humble, and, and his ability to land tricks going, like, 100 miles per hour, or close to that. And, you know, the guy skated, I mean, his style, too, you know, and I, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that, too, his, his speed, his style. And just his his humbleness. So I wanted to, you know, cover that today, start with that. I mean, it's 10 years since we lost Tim Brosh. So many good footage, on, uh, so much good footage and clips on YouTube, so go check it out. But I'll, I'll never forget the first, I wanted to start with this, the first time I met him, you know, he was working at Session Skateboard Shop in Sunnyvale. They had a couple locations over the years, but this one was at Sunnyvale. And I remember it was right around the time that he was kind of an up-and-comer, right? You know, there was word that, you know, around just with the local crews, like there's some up and coming, you know, shredder, he's working there, he's hella cool, his name's Tim, go see him, man, and, you know, so my buddies and I would make a good, you know, make a habit of just stopping by and just hanging out and saying what's up, and that's what, you know, even to this day, I mean, local, you know, riders or local shops, they have, you know, the, the, the local groupies or skaters to just hang out, just to be in presence of these guys and pick their brains, and we just wanted to hang out with them, and he was always cool, and he was always, well, the main thing is, he would always talk to us, you know, we talk about skate parts or you have recommendations. He would just be cool. And I mean, I know there are other skaters that are like that, but, you know, a lot of the riders I met over the years, or at least the ones that, you know, the pros or anyone that I kind of looked up to, it, it was just, it was different when you met them. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, they always say, never meet your, your, uh, uh, your, the, your, uh, never be, uh, why am I not thinking? Never meet like your heroes is what I'm trying to say. Because nine times out of ten, they're probably not what you, you know, or think or whatever. You know, I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan, but do I want to meet the guy in person? Probably not. But, you know, uh, <laughs> just to, to go off topic a little bit. But Tim, he was always cool, always cool. And and I, I put a note too, make sure uh, to make sure I mention this is he gave us a cassette tape. You know, he actually recorded it and gave it to us, and he said this band is gonna blow up soon. We're like, wow, let's go in our car. And it's back, you know, when we did have cassette tapes in our car. 
you know, especially with those plug-in CD players. Yes, I'm I'm dating myself, but you guys know I'm I'm 44. I've I've been around, been around the block a little bit, skated around the block a little bit. But we put in that tape. It was amazing to hear the band. It was just loud, got us pumped to skate. And of course that band was Nirvana. Needless to say, they had a future. They blew up. They became one of the you know the biggest you know alternative rock bands ever. Heck, I mean even if you get if you if you get a parody from Weird Al, you've made it. So yeah, smells like Nirvana too. See, I've been on a weird Weird Al kick as of late. I was listening to Amish Paradise yesterday. That was kind of a random thought that, that as I was talking about Weird Al. So Amish Paradise too underrated. Go listen to it, kids. Come on, word for word. He's a lyrical genius. But back to Tim. So yeah, he gave us a tape. It was Nirvana. Of course he was right. And I, I can't remember where that tape ended up. I'm like, where did that tape go? Probably like Goodwill or something or a yard sale or got destroyed. But it was definitely something that stuck in my memory banks over the years and over the decades, you know. And never forget Tim, of course. And and, and of course, too... Around that time, right around when he was starting to, to blow up, he was riding for Santa Cruz Skateboards. And they opened up a warehouse in San Jose. A lot of you guys probably, if you're in the Bay Area, at least have visited Bay Area, you, you visited back in the day. And it was a fun place. I mean, a lot of contests were held there. So many great clips were held there. Cav had a great part, you know, where he's wearing those suspenders on that spine ramp. I think it was Ban This. That's uh, the San Jose Warehouse. So there's a lot of good footage that came out of there. And Tim would always bust out these crazy fast lines. I mean, super warp speeds. And he always reminded me of John Cardiel. Similar style. They're both goofy footed. They just push, 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 push. Going faster and faster. And, you know, very similar style and probably the same speed. I think they were very similar in speed. But actually, another idea, uh, thought just popped in my head, too. I, re- I remember... Back in the day, you know, businesses, you know, had Rolodex, right? The paper card Rolodex for the contacts and Sessions had that too. And they kept theirs right on the counter, right? So it was like, literally, you're checking out of the cashier and you see, you know, all these skaters, all these names. You're like, oh, what? So, you know, it was only a matter of time until the pro's numbers got tossed around. And I remember we got his number. I remember dialing. It's kind of like when you're calling like a girlfriend or a girl that you're interested in or a guy or whatever, you're, you're calling them and trying to get their attention. You're like, Hi, I mean, I can't remember what I said, but hey, this is Rick uh, Beta. We come in and visit you guys a, a lot. We're going to be at the San Jose Warehouse if you want to meet up, man. Hope to see you there. Or just something like that. You know, just very casual. I try to keep it cool. I'm uh, calling Tim Brosh. You know, don't mess this up. He never showed up. You know, it's cool, but it was fun to try anyways. But this was back right around the time when pagers were starting to come in. So it, it was his home phone, you know, but I was just geeking out, man. I called Tim Brosh's machine. Had his number. And of course, Tony Hawk's number got eventually got out too. I remember that. And he had to constantly change it. I think we called his number one time. I don't think we got Tony Hawk. We just called the number we thought it was. And is Tony Hawk there? Wrong number. Sorry. But one last thing about Tim. There was this contest at the San Jose Warehouse too. And, and I'll never forget seeing how fast he was doing. It was a, a frontside late shove. On one of the quarter pipes. And he, the angle that I was at and I saw it at, I always tried to emulate that trick. And, and you know, I, I could only do them on flat. 
but I always try to do them as fast as he could. I could never get that fast. Never. So fast. And he would slap the tail. When he would do a trick or, or, or disasters, whatever, slap. You could hear it. You could feel it. That was Tim Brosh. Just like cardio. I mean, it's, it's it, like I said, 10 years ago, we lost him. He's one of the, he's a true, true inspiration, you know, and he's even got, yeah, TimBroshFoundation.org. If you want to go over there, there's a, a, usually a contest, a yearly uh, contest. They offer scholarships. So humble, so cool. And I'm glad he's got a foundation in his honor. I mean, he's one of the greats. So that's why I wanted to start off the show, you know, honoring him 10 years ago, Tim Brosh. Wow. Rest easy, beans. Okay. So last weekend was the last, well, the final Vans Combi Pool contest. And it's always a a nice uh, treat. You got a lot of legends. You got a lot of up-and-comers. And And it was a Star Wars-themed contest, of course, because it was on May the 4th. Congrats to Tom Shar, Lance Mountain, for taking first place on the the men's side. I didn't get to watch it, but I did watch this uh, on Vans.com or Thrasher. I didn't write it down. Um, it was like a five-minute recap clip, but Tom Shar's kickflip backside disaster stood out for me. Wow. So good. And Tom, I mean, he's growing up right before our eyes. I remember seeing him, you know, he was just a little kid. I think, what, 10, 11, 12, you know, seeing him do crazy mega ramps. And he's always one of the top, you know, people ask me top five stale fishes. I always think of Tom Shar. I mean, he's, he's, he's blossoming right before our eyes. And he was rocking a sweatshirt, too, so... And Lance, come on, Lance Mountain, he's 54 years old, Cab's 55. Keep that in mind when you're watching his run, you know, over the next few years. But his frontside invert was stylish as usual, Cab's is always as usual as well. But they're busting those out in their 50s. I could never do, I could never do a frontside um, invert, ever. It's just too awkward for me. You're coming up super fast. You're pretty much blind to the, the wall behind you. And you just got to, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it because I've never done it. I know it's a lot of momentum and it's a lot of the arms, too. You got to, everything's got to work in place. There's just a lot going on. And I can never do them. Never. But, you know, as I mentioned, I didn't watch the whole contest, but I did watch enough to kind of highlight some of the reels. And one rider stood out to me, and I can't believe no one told me about this guy. Not one person said, hey, Rick. You might want to keep an eye on Kiko Francisco. Have you seen this guy? He's so fast, so smooth, so stylish. The guy is a force. And I can't believe I didn't know about him. I mean, I do now. I'm following him. I I quickly hit, you know, went to Instagram and followed him. But go watch his runs as soon as possible. I made it a point to watch his runs because he literally, he grabbed my attention. And and, and he's going to be one that in the next few years, he's going to, He's already, I think he's already kind of come into his place. He looks super confident on his board. That was one of my notes. I mean, like it, you see some writers, they kind of struggle to get tricks or just, it looks, sometimes it doesn't look right. He, it's like it's meant to be. Yeah. He's been riding for a long time, I guess. He's only 17 though. Only 17 and he's that good, but he looks so confident on the board. So go back and watch that. I'll probably watch it again too. It, I was slumming, thumbing through his Instagram posts. And, and Instagram isn't the always the, the go-to. He doesn't have, you know, a lot of stuff on there. But 
I'll look them up on YouTube, find some older clips. But what was very cool to see, you know, I mentioned, what was the last episode, I believe, the OP Pro contest. Some of these names popped back up again. So Jim Gray, man, I watched him, you know, 30 years ago, or whatever. Steve Stedham, Mr. Boneless, backside boneless man. And he he's looking good. Steve Alba, of course. And of course, you can't go wrong with Cab, Steve Caballero. All in their 50s, Tony Magnuson. It's crazy. But these guys are shredding at 50, so it gives me hope. You know, at my age, yeah, I, it's probably too late to learn vert. I don't think I can take the slams at my age to learn it, but I can still roll around on transition and have fun. Big shout out to Bucky Lassick, too. He's 46, and he was riding with the young kids. So I think he got fourth. It's like 3500 bucks or something like that. Hey, it's a paycheck. Lizzie Armanto took first place on the women's pro side. That got her $28,000. So yeah, Tom Char, Lizzie, not a bad payday. $28,000, so congrats, Lizzie. Good, good stuff. But it's about five hours long, so I probably, if I'm going to go back and watch it, I'll watch it in chunks, but... I, the highlight reel was pretty good. The five minutes, good, uh, you know, summary. But seriously, Kiko, guy's crazy, crazy good. Kiko Francisco, write his name down if you don't know him already. Maybe I was just late to the party. I was sleep under a rock. Who knows? All right, and as I slowly wrap up this episode, I know, I know. I hate to go as well. I'm going to segue to 8 minutes and 26 seconds of sweaty, palm-inducing footage. I promised it last week. Clive Dixon's My War. And this one was definitely more a, a mental war. You know, I mean, he, yeah, the, it took a toll. Not as much on his body. But it was more on how he had to land. His pop, where he was coming off, you know, popping up, popping downhill, landing uphill. So it was more of a mental thing, but it all went down in the Mojave Desert at a spot that I guess one of his boys just stumbled upon. He said, hey, I got a spot for you. And oh, how convenient. It has two big towers you know, and a big rail connecting the two as well. Hey, let's do this. It's a three and a half hour drive one way. Crazy. And, and of course, they had to modify it too, right? It's not like they could just show up, skate, everything's cool. And even Clive said, I had to make sure to mention this. There's quote, the scariest part was not knowing the integrity of that structure. That, yeah, of course, old, you know, water tower buildings. I mean, and what he was meaning by that is he didn't want to land the trick and whew, fall through the roof, you know, smack to the ground and everything flexed, everything wobbled. It was crazy. And, and I dare you, because I watched it a couple times watched on my laptop and said no 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 no. i need to put on my headset i need to watch this on my phone yeah it's a smaller screen but i wanted to hear it scary stuff to hear scary i'm wiping my hands on my shorts here but yeah do do yourself a favor watch it again watch it with headsets you know you got your bose or your your sony's or whatever check it out and just listen Maybe even close your eyes. Scariest part of not knowing the integrity of that structure. 
I never said that in my uh, 30 plus years of riding. I don't think I've ever, yeah, I've never gone that extreme. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> but as I laugh here, uh, of course, spoiler alert, I put notes to, to mention this. I, I would be remiss to forget this, but he lands it. He lives. Clive Dixon, yay! You're crazy for doing that, yay! But obviously he lives. I mean, of course, I'm recapping this like a week after the video's been out anyway. But I have to say, though, the real star of that clip was his dog. <laughs> you heard me right. His dog was the star of Clive Dixon's My War. I mean, the whole time, you watch it again, he was just chill. So, yeah, see, so you're going to have to go back, watch it again, just listen, right? And then watch it a third time, just looking at the dog the whole time. Just stare at the dog. Just watch the dog. And the whole time, the dog was just chill. He's nonchalant as Clive, just talking about, oh, yeah, when we're doing this and this and this, and, you know, not a worry in the world. However, that dog, that puppy perked right up after he admitted to revising his will the night before. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Go back and watch it. Seriously, like, you couldn't have timed it per more perfectly. The dog's like, what? Ruh? Ruh? So, way to go, Clive. I need to go meditate for another eight hours now or something. I need to go to my happy place to to process what I saw last night. Actually, I dreamt this. You know, I had I slept and I didn't have any nightmares. So, I think I'm in the clear. But that dog, I'm telling you, watch it. Scary timing on that dog going, wait, what? You were going to leave me solo? You were going to risk it all for that? From my war clip? You're crazy. But that's all I got for this week, you guys. As I mentioned, you can follow along at Rick Beta on Twitter and Instagram. Let's interact. I'm not just here talking to a mic all by myself. It's a skateboarding community. Let's talk. I know it's the ebb and flows, ups and downs, trying to stay positive. There's a lot of negativity going on. There's always battles, you know, but we're all here. Let's let's work it out. Let's hug it out. Let's embrace the skateboarding community. You should see me waving my arms here. but Or you can email nomongopodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for the support. And I ask, please, please, please tell a stranger about the show. Just walk up to him. No Mongo Podcast. Yeah, see you later. That's all I got. Peace. My name's Tim, Tim Brosh. You know, my mom always told me, life's like a skateboard. You never know where you're gonna roll.